Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Hi, friends. This is like the perfect day to be talking about seasonal shifts. And this is like such a huge heart of mine because as somebody who's grown up in the North, traveled all over the world, seen so many things, I can tell you that the most like natural rhythm for me, I, I realize like not everyone's like this, is to go through these seasons. It is so right for my soul and so good. So I am really excited to talk about this today. Right now, it is snowing outside. Yes, I'm recording this on November 2nd. Yesterday in this weekend, it was almost 80 and I felt, or at least felt like it. It was very warm. And now it is snowing. It won't stick. It won't stay. But the cold is real. The winds have shifted and it is completely evident that the season is starting a new chapter. We see these chapters go through ebbs and flows in the fall, and then we see it again in the spring. It's not consistent like we can predict in summer and winter, but nevertheless, this is a time where we get to understand that change and everything can change in an instant, which is a constant in Northern Michigan. But we also can learn a lot from these seasons about ourselves, about how to care for ourselves, how to become 
more aware of ourselves. So I want to go through that today. And I have to tell you that I learned a lot of this when I was actually postpartum or preparing to be postpartum with my daughter the second time through. The first time through, that's a different story. I did not do it right. That's a story for another day if we want to talk about that. But I think that if you are somebody who's about to go through a transition, whether that is postpartum, you're going to have a baby, or you're going to move, or any sort of transition, this recipe of how we handle seasonal shifts can also be a really grounding way to handle shifts in our lives. Now you're like, well, Megan's really like, yes. Okay. Hear me out. Because the things that we do to navigate through a challenging or hard time, which though I love fall, you know, to go from 70 degrees to 30 (laughs) can be a rather disturbing thing. You know, it may be subtle, but it's still an alteration in how we live. You know, even our day-to-day of how I had to get the kids ready today, it was a big deal to dress them differently and put them in the car. We had to spend time warming up the car so we weren't freezing. You know, there's all these changes that have to be made and that can be a little bit like off-kiltering. And so when these things happen, I have learned to resort to these things. They are the exact same things that I did postpartum that are extremely grounding and healing. And so whether you experience a transition right now, or you're going to experience it in the heart of summer, in the middle of the heat, I think we have to look to these very simple things to help establish a sense of grounding. And so I'm going to go through them and kind of talk through them, but I just want to tell you that I put this into practice in postpartum and I was lucky to have done that in the heart of winter when I think it feels a little more natural to hibernate, uh, not the middle of winter. It was this time of year. I had our daughter on November 16th. And so I was able, it was just after a massive snowstorm. And she came into the world on the sunniest day, thus her nickname. But I, I learned to embrace these things and it just reconfirmed how important it is to establish these things that ground us through healing, through transition, through anything. We have to find these things. And I think winter is so hard on people because we have to shift what we know in order to thrive. And I don't like talking about winter in a survival thing. No, winter is something we can thrive at. And we're going to be talking a lot about that as we have are navigating out of the garden. We're opening ourselves into this next seasonal shift and we're thinking about planning and all of that. There's a way to thrive within a winter, whether that winter is of our soul or of the world outside our windows, it doesn't matter. We can thrive within it. We've all navigated a winter of the soul through a pandemic. And I am sure that you found ways to, maybe some of us did and some of us didn't, I'm thinking about this. Uh, Maybe you found ways to thrive 
And I want you to reflect on those things because what I'm going to share may not be right for you. And, but they are right for me. But my hope is, is that we can, by me sharing some of these things, it spurs on some things that you can gravitate to or even play with and maybe alter slightly that maybe you will find like, oh, you know, if I just did it this way, that would be a little bit more better for me. That's all I'm looking for here. So we're going to jump into this and I'm just going to talk through them because they're kind of lengthy. They're each one kind of its own thing. So, um, yeah. So first of all, if you guys have noticed, uh, whether you live in Texas or you live in Michigan, I am sure the light has shifted. And one of our community members asked me about how to engage with the seasons when things don't change like they do here in a Northern hemisphere, like in this Northern area of the country. The thing is, is that every single region, every single place on the planet has seasons. They look dramatically different. They don't look like golden leaves in the fall necessarily, but most of the time I can nearly bet that your light changes, that the sun is setting earlier and rising later it may not be as dramatic as it is for us where the sun is rising at like 8, 8.30 if it's a sunny day and it is setting around 5.30, 6 o'clock. That is a dramatic light shift. And, but, you know, even like I have in-laws in Texas and their light shifts for them and they're all the way in Houston area. So it does change. Our goal is to pay attention. Because when those things change, our survival no longer depends on those changes, but they're incredibly innate in who we are as humans in that animalistic sort of way. When we become in tune with these changes, whether it's certain types of flowers that bloom, certain types of foliage that appears on the trees, how a tree sheds needles, there's all sorts of ways that the natural world goes through shifts and changes and we can become in tune with them. The reason why I'm saying this is because one of these particularly is light. Light is incredibly effective on our moods, on who we are, how we think, how we rest, everything. And to deny that it doesn't affect us in some way is to deny who we are as human beings because light is incredibly important. So important, in fact, particularly to me, that I said, I have to live on top of a hill that it gets me as much light as possible. And I'm going to paint all the rooms white so that in the dead of winter, that that small minuscule amount of light, which is about six hours of decent light, maybe less, (laughs) um, we get all of it, every single inch of it. And because I know how much it affects who I am, And this light thing also affects how we rest. Have you ever noticed that maybe in the summer it's harder to get to bed before 11 or that in the winter it seems so much easier to just like go to bed earlier? Maybe not, especially if you turn on the TV. I'm going to suggest and challenge you this winter to designate certain times to be away from lights that are bright or not good for your circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is huge. 
with and something we can tune into in this shift in the season and something to tune into through transitions in our life. It is a grounding natural thing that our bodies go through and do if we allow ourselves to be, I guess, aware of it, but it can be hard to listen to. What I find is that I like to have dim lights in the morning through these seasonal shifts. And then as the light changes through the day, I take them all the way back down. And even in my workspace, I have lights that are not high above, but they're low even during the day when we have a lot of light. Right now, all I have in my room that I am in while I'm recording this is a desk lamp with a warm light bulb in it. And then any natural light that's coming in. And there's a total of four windows in the room and I can see trees and everything around me. But, you know, then later in the evening, as soon as the light starts going down, the sunset's coming, we turn down the lights and almost to like a warm light in the room. All of our house was designed to be able to dim the lights in order to encourage that natural circadian rhythm to produce melatonin and all those important hormones that help us sleep and rest really well during a season that's focused on rest because this is when we rebuild ourselves. So light is important. I say dim the lights and let light in both in the same breath because they're important. I couldn't live in a space in the winter that didn't get a lot of natural light throughout the day. I would struggle. So if you're struggling, I would suggest there are these lights that you can get that produce a similar, um, like, uh, I forget what it's called, like an ultraviolet sort of light that feels like sun and it will actually dim and lower in the evenings. I highly suggest getting a light that naturally lowers, um, there's a lot of different companies that create them now. You can even set them to timers that will encourage you to go to sleep. There's all sorts of things. We have this great one from Menu. I think it's called the JDW maybe. Um, it's a little expensive, but I'm obsessed. And it's LED, but it is really warm and nice. And I can set it super low, but still be able to read and everything. This also means that you need to put your phone away <laughs> so and to not watch TV. We set one night a week where we can watch TV and that's it. And it's usually a night where we don't have to wake up early the next morning, at least not by an alarm standard. So maybe by kids, but light is incredibly important and we have to tune into it. We have to be aware of it and to um, really in, be intentional about it. Because that leads to the next thing. If we're not getting enough, we definitely need to be outside. And, or even if we are getting enough, getting outside is incredibly important. And this I found so true during my postpartum period because I really tried to rest and stay, you know, down for about two weeks. And I would step outside, but like I really let my body heal and rested a lot. I was thankful for lots of windows, light and space to see outside and living in an area like we do, like where it's surrounded by woods. It was really nice. But once I felt like I could actually go for walks and things like that, it was the best 10 minutes of my day. And at that point it was only 10 minutes, but, and because it was so freaking cold, but and I had a newborn. So she didn't like being outside because newborns can't breathe very well in the wind. 
So it was really hard. And, but I did get outside some, or even would be the one to go pick up my son from school. And that was like a nice little thing to do, but getting outside is game changing. I cannot explain it. And I think this just goes for any point in our life. We have to get outside. We have to do things. We have to go for walks. We need to, um, go for runs, find an outdoor activity that gets you doing something outside. It can be as simple as running. Even if it's not a great run, just go for a mile and walk half of it. If you can't run, it doesn't matter. Just get outside for at least 20 to 30 minutes. And I say this, even if, unless it is so cold that there is a advisory of frostbite, you should be outside every day. Sorry. I'm just going to hold you guys to that because it is literally the thing that can make or break winter for you. No matter where you live, no matter what kind of weather you get, being outside is the best thing for you. And it helps raise your immune system. There's all sorts of benefits to it. So if you're not getting outside in the winter and you're holding yourself up and watching TV and knitting too much... I'm going to tell you to shift that routine a little bit and at least make time 20 minutes a day to be outside, bundle up really well and do it. Okay. We'll talk more about that. The next thing that also has to do with the light again is to get more sleep. When we're going through transitions or seasonal shifts or going through a challenging time that alters what we know, our brains need more sleep. So our bodies need more rest. Think about animals. Where are they right now? (laughs) Our garden has gotten extremely quiet. Even our chickens are slowing down our egg production. That's no coincidence. That's nature at work. And how it works is that we aren't intended to exert the same amount of energy that we do in the summer months, in the winter, and in the colder months. We just aren't. It takes a lot more work. It takes more energy. There's all sorts of things. So you need more sleep. And thankfully that light shift allows for more sleep. So follow the cues of the light outside. It shouldn't freak you out or concern you that it gets dark sooner. In fact, it should be the thing that pushes you to sneak into your bed a little earlier and grab a book, not your phone, a book or something to look at, a favorite cookbook, something else that does not involve a screen because you will find the naturally healing nature of it all. And I'm going to go back to my postpartum experience again. One of the things I did was I set specific times I could use my phone and then the rest of the time it was on airplane. And I read a couple great books and it was great because also I find that sometimes in these months and seasons of life, your anxiety can kind of shift and go up. And because of that, I think that you got to read that in yourself. And I found books that were just really calming and fun to read. And it was, it was really nice to not get other ideas, you know, and thoughts in my head other than what was like I was experiencing right in front of me, which was a newborn baby that was very sweet and wonderful and a toddler that was trying to figure it all out. You know, it was such a precious time and I was able to absorb it all because I just chose to live into that moment rather than try to, you know, use social media or other things. So I really suggest doing that for yourself. 
So the the next one is <laughs> these these net final two. I think are I think they're rather hard because well, first of all, this this first one is really hard because it, I feel like it's taken me five years of living in the seasons to and going through some ups and downs in myself and my body and all sorts of things to learn how to listen. And because this whole, th- this next one is all about focusing on intuition and rhythms. And I try to find every season, I truly listen to myself. And sometimes it comes through a dream. Sometimes it's just like this random passing thought in my head where, uh, I will be like, like th- actually this happened recently. Um, I'll just use this as an example. I recently was thinking I I wanted to get back into like a workout routine of some kind. Cause I found that like with starting school and shifting that routine, like I needed to now find my space again that I could get, you know, 15 to 30 minutes a day to do this for myself. I love working out. It's huge for my mental state more than anything. And, uh, and I just wanted to feel strong again. I like doing it in the winter because come spring, I need to be able to lift soil and shovel things. And I don't like to be rebuilding those muscles and sore from that if I can avoid it. But I was like, okay, I need to get in this routine. And I started like thinking about, okay, I'm going to do Pilates or, you know, this Nike training app thing or something like that. And then my body, I all of a sudden just was like, I want to do my workout outside. So I was like, I'm just going to do that. And I worked, did the workout outside and it was like this plyo hit workout thing. And then the next day I was like, you know what? I can go for a run. And my body had been like encouraging me continually to work out outside. I don't know why, but I do believe that our body like subtly tells us things and we can think of them as just like some like weird random thought, or we can just be like, okay, like that's what we need. And just recently I had another one where I was, I had a dream where I had eggs with, um, like an omelet in my dream and it had like chives and soft cheese in it. Don't ask me why, like, but I woke up and I was starving thinking about it. And I think that that's, I just was like, that means I need to go cook that. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand. I don't need to understand. But this is how we can tune into that. When we have less clutter, we have all these things coming at us, which summer can be a lot of. Fall even can be a lot of. But as our gardens quiet, we can hear ourselves. And this is a great season. When we're going through a seasonal shift or a transition, we can relearn how to listen to ourselves. And I have found it's taken multiple years to become better at this. And I think I will continue to work at it for the rest of my life. I hope that when I'm in my nineties, I can say, I can hear myself, (laughs) you know, in some way, but I, I definitely feel like we, we are really bad at this in modern society because we, but I think we can become better at it. If we just strip away the unnecessary, our bodies can tell us what we actually need. And cause it's doing it, whether we're listening or not. It's just how well are we listening? So when we listen to the intuition, we then can find the rhythms. And those rhythms are like the things that I'm saying, like get more sleep or go outside or shift the lighting in your home. 
all those things are intuitive changes that I've made because of rhythms and they become rhythms that I set for the season to create a grounding effect. The other big one of those things with the intuition is warming foods that are slow cooked. So this is like something (laughs) I struggled. So I don't do well with diets. Like I don't do diets. Like it's like, I don't do that. I don't believe in it. I think it's crazy. I just, I don't think they actually work. There's a lot of things I could go on and on about, but I think that the seasons tell us how our body and what our bodies need to eat. It's very simple. That's, that's it. And when we look outside, we can learn what we're supposed to be eating. For instance, it's cold and dark. So what does that mean? (laughs) That means we need to be everything slower. So a lot of the foods that we would be eating are going to be needing to have a little bit more processing to them. Our days should be slower enough to accommodate such things. And if they're not, then we find somehow to make the space in other ways, aka put down our phones and stop watching Instagram. (laughs) But we also can look at it and say, oh, they need to be warming. So for instance, I just finished my own lunch and what I was eating was a root vegetable soup where I made the broth from uh, cast off parts from chickens from a local chicken farmer. I made stock out of it with ACV and then I made it one day and then we've used that for a bunch of meals. And then the last bit I utilized to make a soup, which is full of rutabaga and turnips and potatoes from our garden and cabbage, Napa cabbage and um, onions and leeks. And then I added sauerkraut on top and we even pureed celery root to put inside with parsley and thyme and um, mustard it sounds like a lot, but it was, it it slowly cooked and all these things are roots coming from the ground that have been growing in the cold and it's incredibly grounding. So, but this is not something I would ever eat in the summer. So, and I don't, I feel so full from it because it's so filling of nutrient value. We need so many more nutrients in the winter and in the cold because of the amount of work it takes to stay warm, to keep our bodies heated naturally, all sorts of things. So I think it is so important to shift how you eat in every season. And that's why I'm all about seasonal eating. It's not as much about, I mean, it's obviously about the ability to help your local community and to be connected to your local community. I'm all about that, like community sufficiency idea, but it's also about this, like kind of that, that rhythm intuition sort of thing. Your body needs this. The world outside the window is telling you this. Now, you know, if you live in another place where it doesn't get this way, your foods may look different, but this is also why it's so important to be aware of the seasons because I can bet if you live in Hawaii, if you're eating locally, that some things may be different in January than they are in July. So I would be surprised if it isn't. So 
It's so important to just watch and be aware of these things. And we have a better ability to do that when life is slower. So as we head into this colder season, I want us to think different about how we approach, approach this sort of thing, because, you know, so many of our holidays and so much of our, what we know can be all about, you know, just the sort of foods that aren't as healthy and lending to this sort of mindset of paying attention to the things we need and what our body needs. And we definitely need to be aware of that throughout the season in order to feel like our best selves. So as we think about these seasonal shifts, I want to encourage all of you to start digging into this intuition, to think about what sort of light you're exposing yourself to. Are you doing too much at night and it's harder to get to sleep, but you're feeling cold to go to your bed? Is there an intuition of like, I want to start reading? Start reading. This is your moment. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a whole book a month. You can read one book all winter or for six months. It doesn't matter. Just keep it slow and steady and intuitive to who you are and what your needs are. So as we go into the season further and further, we will talk more and more about this, particularly about food and how we can take what we've been growing or even be inspired by what, by what we're eating to dictate what we will grow. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about all these things. And I feel like this snow coming in was just like my indication that we needed to start talking about this. There's a lot of other things we're going to talk about, but, and we still have some garden things to talk about because we're still doing things in the garden, aren't we? So I hope that this is inspiring and helpful as you think about preparing yourself for this time. But also I, I hope that if you're going through a transition or know you have a transition coming up, that you will look to these things because they 100% work, even when we're not in a season like we are right now. If we're going through a hard time in the summer, finding ways to be intuitive with ourselves, to build rhythms that create a grounding effect can change so much about how we perceive something. And we can go from just like making it through day to day to actually feeling like we're growing and thriving within the challenge. That's my challenge to you guys. And you can do it. We can do it together. So I am really excited to navigate this whole season with you guys. So happy November. I am so glad we're here. And until then, guys, I'll see you out there. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.